Welcome back to the Fueled and Well podcast. I'm Brittany, a registered dietitian, and I love helping women ditch dieting for good, tune back into their bodies, and feel confident in the health choices they make. Today, we are going to talk about why starting a new diet in January may not be the best move for your health and where to put your focus instead. I'll also highlight how to spot bullshit diet and wellness marketing and block weight loss ads on Instagram so you can filter out some of the noise on social media right now. So in this episode, we are going to talk about why adopting a new diet, cutting out a bunch of food groups, totally revamping your exercise routine is probably not the best use of your time. I will also help you see a little bit of the sneakier marketing around dieting that is likely to be coming up with the new year approaching. And we'll also talk about what do we do instead? Maybe you're like, but I've got health goals or I've noticed my routine that I'm currently in isn't working very well for me or making me feel very good. Of course, we can talk about where do we go from here. But spoiler alert, it's not Whole30, most likely. So let's get into this a little bit. First off, I want to give you a little bit of an idea of why I don't typically encourage people that ask me for advice or my clients to go on diets. Now, Remember, this is a podcast, so I do not know your individual situation. I am not saying that there are not moments where changing your diet is inappropriate. However, the idea of a traditional diet where you're going to let somebody else tell you exactly what to eat and you're going to slash your calories or you're going to start exercising way more than feels comfortable for you, that is not something I would recommend almost anybody attempt. And here's why. So studies show that they don't work for the majority of people in the long term. You have probably seen some of that information if you follow anybody in the intuitive eating space. But essentially, what we've found is that about two-thirds of people who lose weight on a diet will gain back more than they lost, okay? And we will do a whole episode on this at one point, but the issue with this idea is not only that you are sinking time and emotional energy and effort into following this diet, but if you are dieting and pushing your body to a weight that is lower than its comfortable weight for you, which we term as your set point or set point weight range, which Again, we will deep dive into at some point. If you're pushing your body below a weight that is healthy and comfortable for you because you have a goal weight in mind, because your doctor is encouraging you to reach a certain BMI, um, because you want abs, whatever it is, if that weight you're striving for is lower than a weight that your body feels safe at, it is highly likely that you're going to regain that weight because your body has ways to adjust what's going on with your physiology to fight that if you are essentially starving it down to a weight that it doesn't feel comfortable at, okay? So in and of itself, just knowing that you are likely to put in all this effort, spend all this, change up your social life to lose this weight only for it to be temporary, that right there is, it just makes you feel powerless, right? It's like, why did I spend all this time doing this then? So that right there may be enough to be like, oh yeah, right? Maybe you reflect and you realize, 
That's happened to me four or five times now in the new year. Maybe I need to look at something different. If that doesn't grab your attention, something else that we can talk about in more depth later is this idea of when you wait cycle, meaning when you gain and lose the same 20, 30, 40, whatever it is, pounds, year after year or summer after summer or whatever it is, you are actually putting yourself at much higher risk for a lot of the health outcomes that we typically assume are related with weight gain or being in a larger body. And so that idea of, well, if I let myself be at XYZ weight, then I'm going to have blood pressure problems or diabetes problems, or I'm going to negatively affect my metabolism or whatever it is. Those negative health outcomes are often related to the cycling of weight, meaning I gain this, I lose this, I gain this, I lose this, because it puts a ton of physiological stress on your body, more so than just staying at one weight, regardless of what that weight is. So let me know if you would like me to do a whole podcast episode on weight cycling, because honestly, it's fascinating. But if you are jumping on a new diet trend or a new exercise program or totally overhauling your health habits every January, only to stop by February or March, you are likely putting yourself in that weight cycling arena, which is going to negatively affect your health at some point, even though what you started in January is supposed to be really good for you, right? And I say this a lot, I think, when I'm recording episodes. There's no shame if you've done this, right? It's just I want to educate you on how maybe what was really well-intentioned or what you were told by other people would be really good for you can actually do the opposite. A couple other reasons I wouldn't really encourage you to go on a diet personally is just it takes up a lot of time and effort and emotion. It can get expensive. It can negatively impact your social life, your mental health. There's just a lot of reasons it may not feel great for you or utilize really precious resources that you could be spending elsewhere, right? And then a couple other things. This one I think is really, really hard when you are starting intuitive eating is if you have frequently gone through these dieting phases, you're likely very disconnected from your body, its sensations, what it needs. And it does start to make you reliant on tracking your macros or following a meal plan or eating the way you see somebody else eat just in order to get through your day because you have kind of cut off communication with your body. And so the more frequently you do that, the harder it is to come back from it. You absolutely can. But a lot of times when I start working with clients, they're like, I've been dieting for so long that I don't know how to listen to my body. So the less space you can put between your body and your ability to hear what your body needs and sense it, the easier moving away from dieting is going to be, right? So every time we start that whole 30 or that big calorie deficit or whatever it is in January, we're just moving ourselves a little bit further away from being able to be intuitive and rely on our own body, which honestly is so much simpler and so much more productive than all of these diets. And then the last one, And if nothing else in this first section has really sunk in for you because you're like, yeah, but I still, I really do want to lose the weight and I really do think Whole30 makes me feel better and all these things. 
it's okay if you're in that place, right? No biggie. But here's a little, it's just some food for thought, right? If you are starting a new diet in the new year, you are very likely to be framing this new diet, whether you realize it or not, as temporary. Otherwise, you'd be starting it today or tomorrow or the next time you grocery shop, right? If this were a change that you were just like, I'm excited to make this change. I think I'm going to feel really good. Let's get going. And I'm going to do this forever. You'd probably not have to wait to start till January. So whether you acknowledge that temporary nature of your mindset or not, it's very likely there if you're holding off till January 1st, till after the holidays to do this new thing with food, right? And again, no shade if you are, but that's why this new year, new me, here's my new diet, here's my new lifestyle routine, whatever. That's why it's so fleeting and temporary and it doesn't give you the benefits you want because we're Framing it as fleeting before we even start. So let's move forward to some things that are a little bit more practical. Before I talk about what I would encourage you to consider instead this new year, let's talk about how to spot some of the less obvious diet and wellness types of marketing that's probably coming at you right now. Okay. So we all know the straightforward ones. You get a Weight Watchers ad that pops up on Instagram that's like, we've rebranded to WW and we're not restrictive and somebody's like eating a donut or whatever. It's still Weight Watchers. I wouldn't trust it. That one's pretty obvious, right? Some that are a little bit less obvious are ads or sponsored posts for really expensive supplements that promise a ton of different outcomes. So if you see an expensive supplement, it's like $4 a serving, which I mean, that's $120 a month if it's a daily supplement that is like, this is going to cure every single thing you have wrong or might have wrong. It's actually going to cure some things that you didn't even know you had. If you see marketing like that, I would run the other way because it is a catch-all and they are just trying to prey on the fact that none of us feel like we've 100% arrived in our health journey if we're still dieting. There's always more we could do. There's always better that we could feel. So anybody that's capitalizing on that, especially with like pricier supplements and stuff, that's probably not going to be any good. Similarly, posts or accounts or different, you know, marketing pushes that are really emphasizing that concept of wellness but are very expensive and are mostly being advertised with probably women who are of an average, like societally acceptable size and like look quote unquote healthy with the glowing skin and all the things, right? That's still probably some kind of diety, trendy, expensive program, okay? Anything that's demonizing specific foods, food groups, ingredients, whatever, I would steer clear. That is only going to make you more obsessed with food, more restrictive, more liable to rebound in the opposite direction. And then messaging like, this works for everyone who puts in the work. You just have to have the discipline. There's an element of discipline being really important in our lives. But when it comes to white knuckling how you treat your body with extreme discipline, that's probably not going to be something you can sustain past February 1st, right? Because you shouldn't have to work that hard on it. It should fit into your life more than that. Okay, two more things. 
how to block weight loss ads. I just want to make sure you know this. If you walk away with nothing else, here's how you block weight loss ads, okay? On Instagram specifically, you go to the top right, you click the little sidebar expander, those three lines, click settings, ads, and then add topics, and then click in the search bar and type in body weight control. You might have to type it in. It might just pop up on its own, okay? You click that and then click the option that says see less and back out of your settings. That's gonna heavily restrict how much weight loss related stuff you see on Instagram, just so you know. I didn't wanna forget to tell you that. It's a random little extra there, but I really want you to have that tool. So let's close this out with what to do instead, okay? Because here's the thing. There is nothing wrong with saying, I want to have better energy. I feel like I'm always really struggling with bloating and digestive issues, and I need to start figuring that out because it's distracting. Or I want to think about food less. I want to get in a better routine with exercise because I always have more energy when I do. Those are all valid. I am not saying that making a change in your health is a bad thing or something that you should avoid. However, what I am saying is if there is something that you are wanting to work on for your mental or physical health, you don't have to wait till January. You can start now. You can start at the end of the week when you've had a little time to plan, right? Don't get sucked into the idea that you only get to make changes for yourself come January 1 each year because that is going to severely limit your growth in any area, right? Not just health. So that's something to think about first. And then once you've kind of gotten that idea of, okay, yeah, I could start anytime. That kind of makes sense why waiting till January is setting me up for something transient and fleeting. I want you to take a minute and reflect about what you actually want for your health. Not what you think you're supposed to want, right? Not, well, in order to be healthy, I have to look this way or I have to focus on gut health because, oh my God, if you're listening to this in 2022, that's all anyone's talking about. Think about what you actually want for your health and then ask yourself, what kinds of behaviors or habits would I have to implement to get there? And if they feel incredibly complicated or a complete 180 from how you currently behave, I would encourage you to try to break that down a little bit more and figure out how you can make it more manageable or something that fits into your life better. And then lastly, consider, do I want this year, this coming year, this January, whatever, to feel different than previous years? Or do I want more of the same? Because either answer is okay. If you're like, actually, my health is pretty good. I just think maybe I want to stop buying into the idea that every January I have to do something. Fantastic. Don't change anything crazy. If you're like, no, I'm really tired of this whole yo-yoing thing that I do every January. Also fantastic. Let's strategize in a way that's more aligned with what you want and need. And let's attack whatever your goals are in a way that makes more sense for you and not in a way that you think you're supposed to work on your health, right? Kind of going back to those earlier questions I asked you. So let me give you a quick example before we go. So right now, a goal I'm currently working on, I'm recording this in October, is I want to be more consistent with weightlifting. I know all the benefits, like I've seen the research. I've previously, when I've been lifting a little bit more consistently, I just feel really good. It gives me a lot of energy. I feel very like self-assured after a good lift. Like it just, I love how it makes me feel. But I'm also an indoor cycling instructor who gets to cycle for free. And I freaking 
love cycling. Like to this the dismay of my poor husband who has to listen to me all the time and I share videos with him like, look at this. I just love it. The group energy, the lights, the music, like it's just, it's more, I would say sometimes for like my mental or emotional health than even my physical health, right? I just, ugh. So I don't lift as much as I maybe would like to in the logical part of my brain because I get drawn in by the cycling. So what I've decided I'm going to start doing is I'm not overhauling my whole life. I'm not going to be like, starting Monday, I lift six times a week because I know I'll burn out fast. And I'm also not going to say I'm not cycling anymore because, you know, why would I do that? There doesn't have to be this black and white. But what I did decide is on Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm going to lift before I start to work. Normally, those are days that I would go cycle. I'm just going to swap it out. I'm not adding a ton on top because I know that won't work for me. I'm busy. We're all busy, right? And I might end up, we'll see, purchasing some drop-ins to gyms that do more like traditional weightlifting, barbell weightlifting, because I do like community and I know that'll help it stick more for me. But I don't really want to start with that. I work from home. We have the equipment to do it at home. That's probably going to be the lowest hanging fruit. Like, let's go for it. And then once I build some consistency on most Wednesdays and Fridays, making that happen, maybe I'll splurge on some drop-ins and I'll get to work out with some people and that'll give me the community side that I get from Cycle too. But can you see how that is? It's still going to give me benefit. I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to get those feelings that, you know, self-confidence that I love from lifting and all of that. I'm going to be challenging my body in a different way, which is great for my physical health. But I'm also not going to sacrifice sleep or I'm not going to cut out a different type of exercise that I really love just to make a ton of room for this other one. Like, I'm just going to work it in there. You can do that with food. You can do that with exercise with other health habits, with habits outside of your health, right? You can do it. You don't have to wait to January. You don't have to go gluten, dairy, and sugar-free. Like these things can be simple and they can fit into your current life. So if you are already in early December Googling what diet you're going to start or looking into the newest trends or considering, you know, should I do intermittent fasting or keto? Here's the thing. You are the engineer of your own life, if that still feels like your best option, go for it, right? That is totally up to you. But if that hasn't given you the feeling that you want in the past, and if it always turns into something temporary, I would highly encourage you to start reflecting now, make small changes sooner rather than later, and try to block out some of that heavier dieting type of messaging that you're seeing all around you because if it hasn't served you before chances are it's not going to serve you this time if this episode resonated and you are feeling extra determined now to not get sucked in by diets this coming january i would highly recommend you sign up for my free three-part video training on ditching diets for good and if you are looking for even more help we are accepting new one-on-one -on -one nutrition clients. January tends to get pretty busy for that. So sign up now if you are interested. The application link and the free training link are both in the show notes. Thank you for being here and I will see you next time.